Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 149, and it's titled The Art of Fingering. So we've been doing lots of interviews lately. We've had some really amazing guests on. If you haven't caught up with some of them, please go back and listen to those because there are amazing gems in every one of them. But today, we decided we need to take a break. We need to get back to doing what Selena and I do best, which is giving you great advice when it comes to your sex, your love life, and your relationships. So today, we are going to be talking about fingering. <laughs> you know, some say that sex is like pizza. When it's bad, it's still good. But as a woman, I have to say that I disagree with that concept. Bad sex is still bad sex. And when it comes to fingering, I've had my plenty of share of bad experiences as well as good experiences. So we figured out that we could combine all the things we've learned through, oh, two decades of uh, practice, fingering practice, receiving, giving, and all of that, and give you a crash course and how to finger a woman like a pro. Yeah, and you know, some of this obviously comes from our own personal experience, but but some of it comes from working with clients too. Sometimes we work with clients and it's like, okay, it's your turn, touch your woman. And they have no idea what to do. And like, he's fumbling around, like, I'm not sure what to do. She's like giving weird looks like, eh, <laughs> right? You know, so... A lot of this comes really from also the work that we do. We, we can see that this information needs to be out there. Well, there is an art to touching a woman, and it's so much more than sticking your finger in her pussy. So yes. we are going to give all of that to you. All right. So well, let's start maybe with our, with our whys. How about that? Okay, how about... Why would you want to do some fingering? To, how about we do our sponsor first? Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited <laughs> that I'm, like, getting, like, straight into it. Well, let's give you first a little break to, for and a big shout-out to our sponsors. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed and know how to finger a woman like a pro, then check out Power & Mastery. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections, last longer in the bedroom, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. Yes. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> yes, this is Kevin playing with side effects. So it's like taking me by surprise. Uh, you might get a few little ovations and other things coming into the show, but um, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, powerandmastery.com. So why would you want to finger a woman? Mm. That is a great question. There are actually multiple answers to that. So most people are probably thinking, well, be, be, because it's sex, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that is, the, that is one of the answers. That's the first one, which is it's great foreplay. It is a form of sexual contact, and it is great foreplay. It's a great way to get your woman to relax and get her in the mood, get the juices flowing, Absolutely. Now, if you take it further, it's another great way to release tension because we all hold tensions and, you know, our vaginas have a lot of tensions. We've got muscles and when something's tight, it just is tight. And so that can help to release that tension. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
So the next one is to help get her and potentially you out of your head. Uh, into right? your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> into your fingers, into your body in general, right? So a lot of times people wait to have sex until it's, you know, late in the evening. You've done your whole day of work. You've done all your chores. You've put the kids to bed. You're basically exhausted. There's a million things running around in your head. You're already starting to think about all the stuff that you have to do tomorrow, right? So you're very much stuck in your head. This is pretty common. So this is a great way to kind of start easy. Like a lot of our clients are like, but how do I go from like that to sex? You know, like how do I go from that crazy day and then get into sex? Well, that's one of the things that foreplay is good at. Now, you know, if you if you can very easily get into a mood and you're like, you know, rock hard and she's dripping wet immediately. Okay, maybe you don't need to do it. You can still do it because it's fun. But if you need that time to kind of de-stress, relax, get out of your head, get into your body, it is a fantastic way to do that. Another thing too about fingering is that it can help to increase pleasure because I'm going to combine two here together. So it increases pleasure, but also it awakens new pleasure zones. So most women, we, that the way they can reach an orgasm is by having enough stimulation. And it's a rhythmic stimulation that creates that friction that then leads to an orgasm. And in doing the fingerings, you can have more targeted stimulation into an area that feels really good. Now, also, when you hold tension, when you've had traumatizing experience of just just about being human, by the way, I think most of us as women have said yes when we meant to say no. We got penetrated when we weren't fully ready. We had a gynecological appointment that shoved a speculum, really cold speculum up our vaginas, like, like without notice so so many ways or even ourselves we just like put a finger or 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 a tampon up without thinking it through so we used to not fully listen to our bodies and when that happens we we armor ourselves and when that armoring happens then we numb ourselves up most of the time so it could go either way that it could either be very painful and then too much pain that we can't be touched or we numb ourselves out and so through a practice of massaging we can learn to feel things again and awaken new pleasure zones yeah absolutely so in this case we're we're talking less about you know foreplay and pleasure and more about you know a a healing practice, really. And I think it's a really important distinction that you're bringing to the table here, Kevin, because there are two ways of doing fingering. There is the, I'm going to get you from point A to point B and have an explosive orgasm, we hope, finger crossed. Um, And there is the other approach that it doesn't really matter wherever it goes. It's more about the journey and the healing that happens. And it all depends on the intention and on the container that you set for the experience. And I think it's important to be able to do both like sometimes you may want to have like more of that direct stimulation and like really trying to get somewhere but most of the time a woman will be really happy with a healing experience that has no goal but just being present with what arouses yeah and and so you know obviously you can use it you know as part of your sexual play Mm -hmm. but you could also as Celine was just saying make it its own thing 
right? Just say, okay, I'm going to set up the scene for you. I'm going to turn on the fireplace, put on some soft music, dim the lights a little bit, set a really comfortable place. And the only thing that's going to happen here is I'm just going to do a vaginal pussy massage, external, internal, do some fingering. And your entire job as the woman is to just lay there and relax and and receive. receive. And... That you know that there's nothing afterwards that you don't have to give back to do something. That it's just about having a 45 minutes, one hour, hour and a half, whatever time you set up for this practice. And that it's all about you and there's nothing else that's needed from you. And that's a fascinating new way of approaching fingering for sure. All right. So that's a lot of whys. <laughs> I, I think you should probably be convinced at this point that it's a good thing to do. <laughs> but let's talk now, and we're not going to spend too much time on this because this could actually be an entire show in and of itself. Like we could really dive down into the anatomy and get into all the different spots and how to access them all, but it's not really the scope of this particular show. But we do want to mention that there are indeed different spots or different zones inside a woman and outside um, that you could stimulate. So we want to talk a little bit about that, and then we'll dive into the actual technique of like, how do we do all this? Most people are familiar with the G-spot, which isn't really a spot. It's more of an area. And in my experience, that area can change and move because it's not a one spot as you get more aroused and you've got the tenting that happens which means like there's a pulling and all the blood flow and expansion that happens the pleasure zones will vary and so the g spot or g area has been most common or known for people where they're like okay i kind of understand where it is and The other new spot that I would want to bring in is the A spot, which is a little bit deeper. So let's talk about how you can hit that spot, those spots, (laughs) just to give you a picture. Um, You can hit the spot with your fingers. So you want to curve them in a hook and insert them an inch to two inches inside the vagina. Now, the... um, The G-spot is not deep in. It's really easy to feel it. And this is also a good point to bring up because a lot of guys who are not maybe as big with their penises, they go like, oh, I'm not big enough. Like the the G area, the G-spot is like an inch to two inch in. Like your penis is big enough to reach that. Yeah, any penis is big enough to reach that. And, you know, we've done episodes on this before, so I just want to state this and get it out of the way and then we'll just move on. The G-spot does exist. <laughs> I still hear for men it's a myth. No, it is not a myth. It exists. And, and this, again, it's an area. It's, it's a whole thing of um, spongy tissues that get, that get filled up with fluids and blood. And it, it, there is something that happens okay, if you feel it. And there are nerves. It's, it's nervated. So then it gets that connection to the orgasm. So once you're inside the vagina and you're about an inch to two inches in, so you go up, right? You feel the spongy tissues, which is kind of the, sp- the G spot. It's also called the urethral sponge, just for all of the geeks out there who like to know the terms. And if you push your finger 
you're up another two inches, then that should be the A spot. So it's an interior spot. It's a little bit deeper. What I found in my personal experience is I tend to enjoy the more towards the entrance and the beginning. And as I get more aroused and my vagina swells up and I get more into it, I will enjoy more of a deeper penetration, uh, deeper fingering that can happen. So more towards the A spot. I also do want to mention the cervix because you can reach the cervix the cervix is that little uh, the os of the cervix is the opening of the cervix that's that little button per se i don't even know if we could call it a donut type shape where it's like you hit that spot that's the end that's where it bottoms out right and not every woman you can reach that cervix easily you usually have to get into a different position to being able to reach it with the fingers um, because again depending on how the cervix and her uterus is that's how it works but the cervix is another great 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 place to be stimulated that's so under stimulated many women love cervical orgasms but the cervix does not like to be poked and probed it likes to be gently teased and everything first needs to be aroused and awakened before you get to the cervix mm-hmm. that was a long-winded answer uh, that i shared with you here all <laughs> but good stuff all good stuff to know um and yeah like we said that could be a whole show in and of itself so i think that is sufficient for this particular episode so if the only thing you take out of everything that we just shared so far, there's not just one spot, there are multiple spots, there are areas, and that they can change and evolve during a session and over time. So don't be so fixated. And when you are inside, you got to go in and up. That's where the zones are. However, you can go in and down towards her anus, and that's the perineal sponge, which can feel really good too. Yeah, so, you know... If you know all the spots and you're specifically looking for them and you know how to find them uh, on your particular woman, that's great. And if you don't know any of those spots, that's okay too, because part of what we'll talk about in the steps is to try things and look for feedback. We'll get there. So, so let's dive now into the steps, how to use your fingers, right? So people... <laughs> People are going to say, well, it's easy. You just kind of stick it in there and move it around. Well, that's not exactly the case. And we have uh, 15 <laughs> steps here on how to do this correctly. Yeah, I know. Believe me, I was not intending for us to write 15 steps, but I literally just sat down and wrote everything that you would want to know about this. And it turned out to be 15 steps. So, <laughs> Well, I'll mention too that I started the writing and then you double checked it. And you actually got so turned on that you were... 15 step in, boner on. That, that is correct, uh, which is that, yes, you, you gave me um, a starting point to go mm -hmm. with. And then as I started thinking about it and writing more down, I totally got turned on. <laughs> I totally had a boner in the office. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's one of the benefits of doing this show, you know. Sometimes your work is stimulating. <laughs> you know, we totally forgot to do a little, like, uh, disclosure in the beginning of this show that this was going to be a rather explicit show. I mean, probably if you are a listener of the Love Life podcast, a regular, you kind of know that we just put it all out there for you. But, hey, you may want to put on your headphones. So let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about the steps here. Number one, you want to keep your fingers and nails tidy. 
Ooh. Yeah, so these are like pre-steps, mm-hmm. like things that people don't think about. Yeah, but it is so important. This is why I put it as number one. It's something, it's a pet peeve of mine where I'm like, <laughs> if I see a man who does not have good hands, like that his nails are dirty or way too long or the hands just don't look good, there is no way that I want those hands inside me. And a lot of women feel that way. And it also means about washing your hands, you know, like it doesn't matter that you've been together for many years. It's about showing like being respectful of your partner, knowing that whatever you touch, there's like things. And if you're going to be touching your partner, you want to come with clean hands and tidy nails. Absolutely. So, you know, you have an an interesting and unique perspective on that because not only are you a woman who has fingers used on her, but due to the nature of the work that you do, you actually use fingers on other women as well. And so you know what it's like to be on the other end and you always make sure that your nails are tight. Of course, you wear gloves, but even with gloves... You could still poke somebody with a sharp nail. Absolutely. I keep my nails really short. I will always go and wash my hands before I put on my gloves. That's just how it is. Uh, and, and you know, if you have a something, a neck, a cut, something a sharp, like, it's okay to use gloves with your partner. I mean, gloves can make things really smooth and easier. And they can help to go from one place to another. But we'll come back to that in That's a little bit. That's right. Let's talk about step number two, Kevin. Step number two is to communicate. As we always say, communication is lubrication. (laughs) So, you know, communicate like, you know, ask her if that's something that she would like. Or, you know, if you start massaging different parts of her body or maybe her labia and say, oh, how does this feel? Is this okay? That sort of thing. Another great communication piece is to share with her what you enjoy about her. So to give some appreciation and to give some observation, especially a lot of women feel insecure about their genitals. uh, And to hear that you find her labia is beautiful or the way she smells, she looks or that she's opening up, she's getting swollen. Most of us, we have a disconnect where um, we don't quite feel turned on in our head and we're thinking our bodies are not turned on and so having a validation from the outside that says i can see you your your vagina your pussy your yoni however you name your partner's privates is getting in gorgeous throbbing it's redder it's deeper it's pulsing it's getting lubricated that helps her to tune in to what's going on inside and that's a really good way too about that communication and communication can also be about using like dirty talking like using your words to turn each other on we're gonna get there that's step number six step number six has a few sub steps to it okay (laughs) okay we'll come back then well let's talk about step number three right so right now these these first four steps are kind of like the pre-steps Right. Mm, Free joy. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So the step number three is about you taking the lead. And maybe I think actually Kevin should be going and explaining that a little bit. Well, actually, I'll give you my opinion here and then you can take it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you take the lead first and then I'll take the lead. (laughs) (laughs) What what I mean by taking the lead is a lot of women want you. We want you to be assertive. Sometimes you might think, oh, she wants me to be aggressive and be the man like this. That's not what we mean. We want you to be assertive. We don't want you to be fumbling around. Is that okay? Am I hurting you? Are you all right? How how about this? Uh, Is that, you know, this is not about taking the lead. And taking the lead is 
Come here, I'm going to massage you. Come here, I'm going to do this on you. Yes! <laughs> that gets a big yes. <laughs> okay, so next... Oh, did you want me to say more about that? Because I uh, thought you did a pretty good job. Okay, well, if you had anything else to add, go for it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really just about you know stepping up and, and taking the lead. And we've talked about this so many times on the show, about the difference between taking the lead and taking over and dominating. That's not what we're talking about here. We're, we're talking about like showing some initiative, you know, to be like, hey, I want to do this for you. So, all right, last of the pre-steps is to set the stage, have things ready and handy. So setting the stage could be lots of things. And this is, again, something we talk about all the time. But let's just say you were going to do this as a healing practice, as something you were going to offer to your woman. Maybe you put on some very low, relaxing music, you dim the lights, you create a, a nice, soft, comfy place for her to lay down, um, you have the lube ready if you need it. Like what? Take all of those things to create a beautiful experience because that's going to help her relax so much more, and she's really going to enjoy the experience a lot more. Temperature is very important. Make sure that it's warm because when we feel warm, we can relax. We can relax our nervous system. When it's cold, we tense up. When we tense up, we are more in like our fight, flight, freeze mode. And this is not a place where we can reach our orgasms and surrender. That's right. As a friend of ours used to say, if you want to get women naked, you better make it warm. <laughs> and he was correct. Okay. So that's all the kind of like stuff, the pre-stuff, right? You know, so let's talk about what happens when you actually start to do this. So step number six is called warm her body up. Well, what do we mean by that? Because that can mean several things. Step number five. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it, it misnumbered itself. The, the app auto numbers things, but technically you're right. It is five, but it says six here on the, uh, the notes. So anyway... Warm her body up. So I think when it comes to warming a woman up, you should really start with talking. <laughs> and this is something that we, we sort of mentioned before, right? In our pre-steps, we we're talking about communication. But, you know, we, we always say with men, the best way is to kind of go straight to their cock, right? But women, it's totally the opposite. And women are such mental, emotional creatures that really a great way to get them sort of in the game, so to speak, is to start by just simply talking to them. And like Celine was saying earlier, tell her things that you appreciate about her. Tell her how beautiful her labia looks. You know, tell her all kinds of things. That alone can do more than any physical touch itself. Absolutely. Then kissing. Kissing is very important. You want to bring in some kisses in many ways. French kissings, little pecks, like just engaging her body. So I know, for instance, with Celine, that if I give her a good deep tongue kiss, the waters just start to flow. It definitely takes me to that next level, especially when, let's say, we're making love and you add the kissing there. I've totally like open up and like feel even more so for sure kissing is an important step that you don't want to skip over absolutely and then the third one on here in warming the body up 
is to touch other parts of her body first. And this, we'll talk about it more when we get into the mistakes, but one of the big mistakes men make is they go straight for the pussy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. You don't want to do that. So again, with a man, it's a bull's eyes. We go straight to the genitals, then we spread this energy to the rest of the body. With the women, you want to think the other way. You want to bring the energy towards her genital and help her connect with that part of her body. So touch other parts first before you get to the hot zones. And that includes her breasts and her pussy. Okay, touch other places. Start with her feet. Exactly. Her back. I mean, so many different things. Her different. shoulders. Mm-hmm. We've got a, All kinds a of free stuff. guide on, like with the erogenous zones uh, that you can download for free. That's right. We'll it's put the link in the in the description below. It's in our sex vault, right? It is in our sex vault. So if you're not yet on our list, make sure mm-hmm. you join. You can access that guide. It has like 21 erogenous zones on a woman. Yeah. 21, I think it's 21 erogenous zones before you get, get to, her pussy. to her pussy. That's exactly. right. Okay, so let's let's look at step number six. Okay, so before, um, before now that you've like prepared her, what you want to do is you want to start on the outside before you go in. And you want to gently rub her labia. You want to go around the intruders, which is the entrance of the vagina. You want to slightly stroke the clitoris. I mean, there is a whole method to this, and we teach it to you in our courses, uh, Sexual Mastery at PowerAndMastery.com. Yeah, and so, you know, I I really had to break this down, like not just say, oh, just start on the outside, Mm -hmm. like break it down and have some of the different places you could touch. Because unfortunately, another thing that men often do yeah, and I had a finger woman. I take my finger and I stick it in her vagina, right? There's so much more that you could do and she will love. It will drive her absolutely wild if you start slowly. You have outer labia. You have inner labia. You have this little, like, really um, sensitive space between the outer and inner labia that's nice to stroke. You know, you've got the introitus kind of teasing just around... The entrance, but not in the entrance. That place that's called the fourchette is that U shape at the bottom. I mean, there are so many different areas, and you want to tease them. You want to maybe help her ground, and so even just pressing your palm flat on her pussy and putting a little weight and having her breathe and come into her body and feel the heat of your hand. And connecting, even before you do anything, one hand on her sex, one hand on her heart, and getting you two to just like get these two to connect and breathing together. This will go a long way in helping her feel safe and relaxing and opening up. And you never want to penetrate a woman unless she is aroused. And when she is aroused, you see a difference in the labia. The labias are engorged. We have lady boners. We get the same swelling. It's more internal, but we see external signs. Absolutely. And... If you actually do everything that we've told you thus far, by the time you do get to penetration, trust me, you're not going to need any lube because she's going to be so turned on, so open, so dripping wet at this point, you're not going to need anything else. Well, I do want to say, like, I really want to bring in the lube anyway because it's 
I want to make sure there's a stigma that sometimes like, oh, she wasn't wet enough. There are times in life when a woman is stressed, when her hormones are changing, that lubrication can be different. Do not be shy to use lube or oil, something to make sure things are slippery. And that's our next step. Before you go in, make sure. So check, is she lubricated? Is she not? If it's not enough, just put and use lube. Of course. If necessary, apply. (laughs) All right, time for a word from our second sponsor, which, again, this week is me. (laughs) Hey, guys, do you know what makes a man great? You know the kind of masculine man that women are irresistibly attracted to and want? Is it money, job title, physical body, being great in bed, a big penis, great pickup lines? But what if you do not have any of those? Or what if you only have some of those? What if you've had a string of failed relationships, are embarrassed by your bedroom skills, doubt whether you can rise to the occasion, worry about lasting long enough, or are always stuck in the friend zone? Well, if that sounds like you, I can help you. For the first time in years, I'm opening up my private coaching practice for men. If you're ready to make big changes and finally become the man you have always wanted to be, then this is the program for you. So back to those beginning questions. What is it that makes a man great? You will find out the answer to that if you work with me. So how do you do that? Well, you can go to selineremy.com forward slash go forward slash warrior. That's selineremy.com forward slash go forward slash warrior. You can schedule a call with me and we can figure out how to up your game and make you irresistible. Ooh. All right. So now let's go in. So (laughs) she is turned on, aroused. Her body has been awakened. There's some lubrication happening. Our tip number eight here is to enter her very slowly. Maybe go in part ways in and out a few times or have her suck your finger in using her muscles like don't just jam it in there like give her body time to open up to just like be like okay I'm, I'm welcoming you in at my own pace this is very important if you want her to get even wetter just tell her those three little words take your time <laughs> those are good words Absolutely, definitely go slowly. Another big mistake men make, which we will cover in our list of mistakes. So number 10, start with one finger. We all know that the vagina expands. In fact, it expands big enough to squeeze an entire child out of it, right? But, but that doesn't mean you can just jam your hand up in there. Yeah, or your fist, if you're into fisting, you know, like take your time. Yeah. We don't, you never go straight from like a full fist no. or three fingers. You work your way to it. You can get there, but you got to go slow. Start with one finger. I know it sounds like such common sense, and yet there are a lot of guys that don't do it. Yeah, well, sometimes they see something on, on in movies, and it's like, yeah, they go straight with two fingers and stuff. These people had fluffers. These people got ready to be able to get straight to the hot scenes. It's yeah. not how it goes. It's like their 10th porn scene of the day. You yeah, know? <laughs> absolutely. I'm going to talk about uh, tip number 10 here, which is about using your other hands to touch other parts of her body. It's really important if you have one hand that's inside her vagina, her yoni, that you can do other things with your other hands. Like I mentioned earlier, putting some pressure on her pubic bone can help her ground. Stroking up towards her heart and her breasts or down her thighs. It's moving the energy. It's helping her ground and be into her body. It's just helping her 
feel good and include more sensations. It also helps to diffuse the sensations. If you have a lot of pleasure and then you start to teach your body to move this to other body parts so that you can turn yourself into a giant clitoris. Oh, that sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right. It is, it is crowd approved. That's right. Okay. Uh, next one. This one's really huge, which is pay attention to how she responds to what you are doing. We talk about this so much on the show and in the work that we're doing. Guys, you or ladies, because it could be a lady and a lady too. All of these techniques apply. Anybody who happens to be uh, playing with a pussy, this works. You have to pay attention is she like making like, ah, oh, ah, that's kind of, uh, is she squirming? Is she like moving her hips away or changing the angle or making noises? Or is she relaxing more? Is she sucking your finger in? Is she getting more wet? Are her labia uh, expanding and darkening in color? Like you got to look for all these things and that will tell you whether or not what you're doing is working. And, you know, I don't necessarily want to say that what you're doing is right or wrong because it depends on the woman. So, you know, there's so many times in life where like, like I remember being really young and like having a girlfriend and finally figuring out like a way to kiss her that she really liked. Right. And I was like, okay, oh yeah, I got this kissing thing figured out. Right. Then that relationship, you know, transitions and a new one comes in and I go, okay, I know how to do this. And then you do it. And she's like, uh, no. I'm not having it. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> right? Because it just wasn't what she liked. And it's the same thing here. You need to figure out what types of movements, what types of things that she really likes. And so you might think you're a master at using your fingers, and it, maybe it works out of 8 out of 10 women, but maybe it doesn't work on the ninth one. And I'm also going to put a disclosure that what you wor what worked yesterday may not be working today. Well, that's always, <laughs> another, <laughs> that's always another one, too. Hold on. You're going to get a tooth bomb for that one. <laughs> that's right. Mileage may vary, as they say. <laughs> Um, let's talk about our tip number 12 here. If you are unsure if she's liking it, ask for some feedback, but do it in a way that still have some confidence. Like I was telling, telling you earlier, like, don't just be like, is that okay? Am I hurting you? Is that good? It's like, um, you can ask something like, is this good pressure? Would you like more pressure, less pressure? Is there another body part you'd like me to touch? Shall I keep it going this way? Is there anything else I could do? You see, if you are in this inquiry, that can help and you're still in that zone of taking the lead. You don't want to ask her too many things so that she's not just like getting too much in her head and then she has to direct you because this is not going to work for her. But it's okay to ask for some feedback if she's not giving you any or if you're unsure. Absolutely. Don't turn it into a big, heady experience that turns everybody off, but feel free to ask for some little feedback, some details to help. All right, uh, number, oh, that's actually number 13. I was going to say 14, but we're off by one. <laughs> don't have an agenda. You don't have to take her anywhere. Just let her relax and enjoy the experience. So this is another thing. We talk about this when it comes to sex in general, but especially in regards to things like this. Just, it, it, you don't have to take her to an explosive orgasm. You don't have to get her so hot that she begs for your cock. 
Like you don't have to do anything. This is just about her relaxing and enjoying and receiving. And here's the beauty of it, guys, because I know like there's, there's probably a couple of guys that are listening to this going like, yeah, right, whatever, but what's in it for me? You know, like, okay, great, you know, sure, she gets some fun out of it. But I'm telling you, if you do this with no agenda, if you allow her to just relax and receive, she will return to you the pleasure times 10 probably. This is just the way it works with women, right? They multiply things. They multiply everything. Give them some groceries and they'll turn it into an amazing meal, you know? Give them your sperm, they'll turn it into another human being. Like, they multiply stuff. If you give them the space to be safe and to be relaxed and to re-energize, they are going to then take that energy and return it back to you tenfold. And let's talk about our last tip here. It's tip number 14. Actually, we said 15, but we have 14. Our notes were a little jacked up. <laughs> so tip 14 here. When she is done, ask her what she would like next. Snuggle her. Hold her. Create this container again of like safety that Kevin is talking about. And then check in with her. Would you like something else, something more? Just Or just being held? That will go a long way. Yeah, because, you know, again, it's about not having that agenda. Mm -hmm. And too many men are like, well, I just fingered you and gave you an orgasm. So naturally, that must mean you want my penis. Now suck my dick. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't naturally mean that. It might mean that. In fact, it likely will mean that. But you don't want to make that assumption. You want to say, especially like if she did have like a big explosive orgasm or a couple of orgasms or something like that, like she might need a minute. You know, Mm -hmm. so ask her, how are you feeling? What would you like next? All right. Now we want to get into our mistakes to avoid. Now that you know what to do, we're going to tell you what not to do and what to look for. Absolutely. So number one, not enough lube is used. So we've kind of talked about this one already. You may need lube. You may not need lube. But in general, you know, vaginas are somewhat delicate. Yes, I know like they can take a pounding. I know that they can expand. They can birth kids. And not all of those things are actually necessarily always pleasurable, right? So uh, you just got to make sure that things are well lubricated, whether it's natural lubrication or some you know, added lubrication. Just make sure things are lubricated. Yeah, if it's not lubricated enough, it can create tears. And tears, micro tears will hurt. And if it hurts, she'll never want to do it again. So don't go there. Don't do that. Enough lube. Let's talk about our tip number two of mistake to avoid here. Going from the ass to the introitus. I am really big on this one. And this is why I'm talking <laughs> about that one. You know, like... You Mm -hmm. have to understand that the ass in itself is a territory of its own and that you don't go from the ass to the vagina without having a lot of hand washing or glove changing or something in between because you can bring the things that are in the anus into the vagina and that creates UTI, that creates different things that are uncomfortable. So you want to avoid that and you want to stay. If you play in the ass, you stay in the ass and you go clean everything up and if you play in the vagina, you stay in the vagina, or you do one hand with each and they never cross. That's right. Keep track. Keep track (laughs) or use gloves, anything like that. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Number three, going straight in without any warm-up. 
uh, that's another thing that, and we talked about this a little bit in the beginning too, but men are like, oh yeah, okay, you know, we're making out here and we're starting to loosen up some clothing. I'm just going to... She go, wants it. Going right she wants in there. It. Just shoving it up in there. No. It kind of reminds me of my like teenage years where uh, I was making out with this guy. We were like outside underneath this porch thing and then he just like sticks his hand in my pants and like starts to finger me and I was just like... Exactly. That was my sentiment. Exactly. That's, you have that. So let's talk about uh, mistake number four to avoid if you go too fast, too quickly. Slow is best when it comes to fingering a woman. Slow is best. And you can always go faster later, but not too fast, too quick. Right. And the idea is you don't want to put your fingers in and immediately like jackhammer in no. there. Like that's not going to work. Right. So yeah. start very slow. Gentle. And there's a myth to think that we need to have super hard stimulation. And that's the mistake number five about using a rough technique. Because mm -hmm. what you see in movies sometimes like, oh, you're going like really rough. I don't like to be handled like that. Most women don't. But even the ones that do need time to get there, right? So what you see in a porn movie is a guy just, you know, sticks two or three fingers in there and is like pounding her with his hand. Some women like that, but they're never going to like it straight up right from the beginning. You're going to have to get there eventually. You're going to have to really do the warming up. You're going to have to get her really turned on, really lubricated, and then she might like that. But definitely, you know, the rough technique generally doesn't work. Mistake number six, not paying attention to her responses. You know, she may not always say stop or I don't like this, but like Kevin was mentioning earlier, like we make faces, we push or pull our hips a certain way, we like contortion our body and like our body language. Watch for this. Pay attention. Again, what worked yesterday may not work today. What worked on your other girlfriend may not work to, on this one. Like you have to pay attention. Absolutely. And the very last one on the list is not doing it long enough. This goes back to having an agenda where, you know, some guys are like, okay, well, yeah, I gave her a little bit of uh, fingering and got her stimulated. Okay, let's go straight to the penetration, right? So if you really want her to enjoy it and you really want her to relax into it, you got to do it long enough for her to relax. And it will vary, but I'm going to give you some timing so that you have an idea. We are talking at least, at least 20 minutes and ideally probably 45 minutes to an hour because there's a whole warm up. It does include the warm up, you know, the whole warm up, the exploration, the relaxation, the kissing, the gently going in, the massaging the different zones, the exploring, the going up and down on the energy with no goals. Yeah. Like, that's a 45-minute thing here. <laughs> it certainly could be. It doesn't necessarily have to be. You know, and this is the thing, like, when, when we tell people that on average we have sex for an hour, we're usually talking about actual penetration. Mm -hmm. And people are like, what? That's crazy. Like, how would you? But you can also have sex for an hour and have 30 minutes of it just be the foreplay stuff. Or 40 minutes of it, like, depending on how long you can last. So think in terms of, like, you know, this can be longer than 10 minutes. And that's one of the biggest things we hear from clients is they're like, you know, well, I don't know. I'm not really all that into sex. And then you ask them more questions about their sex life. And it turns out their sex life is, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, of seven minutes or so. And it's over. And it's like, seven minutes? 
I mean, a woman doesn't even begin to relax into it for about 30. Mm-hmm. And if you're a woman listening to today's show, I dare you to be willing to receive for that long. Because for some women, it's scary. Like, 30 minutes? 45 minutes? What am I going to do? Like, oh, no, it's too long. You need to learn to receive and surrender. The quality of your orgasms will increase with your ability to surrender and let go. And that's a scary place to be in because it means losing control, letting go. And we constantly in do mode and getting shit done. And it's hard to shift. But that's going to be a really good practice. So I challenge you to be willing to give this a try. Give it a whole 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And see how different you feel. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just having fun with the new sound effects. Anyway, thank you for joining us. That's all the time we have, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>